0: Ernie Hahn is a San Diego sports and entertainment legend who is a master of building strong relationships. Find out how he teamed up with Tony Hawk, Trevor Hoffman, Rob Machado, and other sports icons to create the Wonderfront Music and Arts Festival in downtown San Diego on this episode of Digital Hospitality. Welcome to Digital Hospitality, I am your host Sean Walchef. This is a Cali BBQ Media production, and we are recording from Poseidon in Del Mar. Special thanks to Tom Wranglis Jr., uh, the owner of the restaurant, who was so gracious. We actually didn't even know we were going to be recording here today, and uh, part of Digital Hospitality is the world we live in is the online world and the offline world. And I think one of the things that I truly appreciate is owners that understand the bigger picture. Um, Tom and his team have been so accommodating to let Blue Vision get all set up so that we could get ready for our guest today, which is Ernie Hahn, Mr. San Diego, (laughs) the man behind Wonderfront Festival. Wonderfront is the new festival that Ernie and Paul Thornton are bringing to town. And we're here to uh, to to learn learn a little bit more about the vision behind the gift you guys are giving to San Diego.
1: Well, good afternoon. What a uh, it's been a whirlwind journey. Thanks for being patient with me and coming up here to meet with me. And uh, sorry I was late, but uh, thanks for tracking me down. Love what you guys do and uh, love the podcast, all the work you do, in addition to the great barbecue. But um, yeah, you know, we we both share something. Uh, that is so intrinsically deep in our soul, and that as we both love San Diego, and um, loving San Diego can come in a lot of different forms and shapes, and what you do, and it can be involved with charities, it can be involved with your business, or you know, making the best damn food you can, or and sharing that with charities like you do with the Caddy Hack that we do every year, and all the events that we do. So, you become a great friend. Um, and everybody loves great friends that have great food. So uh, it's a it's a good combo. And thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely. I think, you know, one of the things that I've shared this story on our podcast on Behind the Smoke also when I was on Point of View um, with Chris Beale, who we just recently had on Digital Hospitality was, you know, I grew up loving sports and entertainment and I got connected with my best friends through sports. Uh, I remember being at Bishops in La Jolla and reading the sports pages every, every morning. Um, I kept reading about the Han family and I kept reading about this guy Ernie Hahn. And it was something that, for somebody growing up here, I was, I was always impressed that no matter what the article was, no matter what the angle was, it was always you guys were trying to do something better. And that was something that I admired. And I remember circling in the article, hey, that would be so cool to one day meet Ernie um, and to meet his family. And fast forward, to when the Gulls get announced that they're coming back to town, uh, Cali Comfort, we'd been doing a lot of stuff on local radio and became friends with Dominic who worked for iHeart. They had come to meet with you and Ari Siegel, the then president of the Gulls. And the pitch was, you know, they wanted to get a radio deal for the Gulls. They didn't end up getting the radio deal, but at the end of the meeting, you guys asked if there was somebody that should be on their radar for sponsorship. Um, Somebody that maybe they, you didn't traditionally think of and Dominic recommended Cali Comfort and us. And it was at that time where I couldn't believe that I was. this was an opportunity for our brand, who's off the beaten path, um, was able to do an activation at a stadium with a sports franchise like the Gulls and Ari. And for me, it was, it was game-changing. You know, we went down to meet with you and I be- felt like we were pitching you just as much as you were pitching us. And it was just a matter of getting Joey from Levy, also Joey Smith, who's absolutely incredible. The best. Um, him, as well as Ari, as well as you, and just really figuring out those details, knowing that we wanted to do something better. And it was part of that revitalization of the sports arena, which was Valley View Casino Center, and now it's Pachanga Arena. Tell me a little bit about your your philosophy about relationships and kind of where, where did that come from?
1: I mean, I think I got a lot of that from my grandpa, Ernie, who I'm named after, certainly most of it from my dad. I think it's just a way that, um, you know, that I've grown up in the Han family. There's a, there's a right and a wrong way to do business. And uh, it starts with relationships. Everybody's just as important as the next person. I don't care if they got two nickels to their name or if they got a hundred million dollars. The way we've always looked at it is a is a you know, a person is a person. And they come with a unique relationship to other people and you know, we're in the business of doing deals and putting together deals with people that are really good people that respect and like those relationships and want to leverage those relationships to do better things in the community or better things for their business and one and one is three kind of stuff uh, is as cliche as that is um but that's what it is and when we met that day and we hit it right off and you know i had been i told you i went to phil's across the street right when he came to town and talked to him And he's like well it just i don't know if i can keep the product good enough i'm like dude it's it's 700 feet from (laughs) i mean i can i can you know hide it underneath the you know i can i can pull it underneath the fence and skateboard it to my front and it, it'll be just as hot and so he didn't believe in it and uh, I was pitching him before he was even uh, over at the stadium and went with Scott who's no longer with yep. you know and Scott Marshall is one of the best food and beverage guys I've ever met just like Joey those are two of my favorite guys in the business and so and then I wore that chip on my shoulder for a little bit I'm like fuck I can't believe like, like it's ridiculous like we've got a great arena we're doing a lot of events and so when that opportunity came and we met you and you were super excited about it and I was super excited, I'm like, "This is I want to do business with people that are passionate about their product and what they do and they want to actively engage in a new relationship and build that relationship and that's why it's always been easy with you because if you've needed something you've asked and if I've needed something I've asked and we respect each other so that it's um, never a problem or every year you sign up for my golf tournament and we feed you know, hundreds of people at the festival, at, at the at the golf festival that is, it's a different festival. Um, and so I respect that, and I like that, and it helps the brand, it helps us together, and, and business grows because of it.
0: So let's talk about festival economics and where did this idea, this, I mean, cause you've been working on Wonderfront for a long time now. Yeah, I would
1: say it's been eight
0: years. Eight years. And my partner Paul Thornton and I, um,
1: yeah, you know, I called him about eight years ago on this and said, "Since the Street the left, I think you know, I think we have an opportunity to do something here." This is well be, way before Kabo. and we looked at the fairgrounds, and we looked at um, we looked at Camp Pendleton, we looked at Fiesta Island, we looked at North Island, we looked Coronado, uh, Delmar Delmar uh, Fairgrounds. We looked at none of them quite made sense for us because we didn't think there was anything necessarily too special about them or it might be special like North Island but it was going to be difficult with the military or it might Mm. be special in Fiesta Island but between the noise and the fact that there's 20 different organizations including FIDO Fiesta Island Dog Owners Association Oh really? That got to get their dogs (laughs) walked every day and we had to make special you know all I can imagine is having earmuffs on dogs walking through the festival so I'm like that's not going to happen and it's like anything else it's got to be not that it's gonna be easy but you got to have somebody that wants you and somebody that sees your vision and when we started working about four years ago with the port of San Diego and with Jim and Yvonne and Randa and her staff um, they got it they get it and they're partners in this and they happen to have what I think are the most beautiful iconic San Diego venues on the waterfront available and then the question was, how do you put that together to make sense to try to explain that vision to everybody, and that's a difficult thing to do the first year, and we're seeing that. But at the end, we also know what we have in these iconic locations, and we've got great talent. We got over 130 acts with the local acts now, and over 130s.
0: Wow, you started. So, you started. The pitch was at 70, and yeah, you got 70,
1: to a- and then went to 95, and then <laughs> we started activating all these water taxis. We've got, you know, so when you take a water taxi from Broadway Pier down to south embarcadero for the two farthest kind of spots in the festival uh, there's a bar and there's um, a 400 capacity um, you know flagship murrieta that you know brad and that crew are just great partners brad angles yeah, brad, been phenomenal brad I mean, brad Angle, he,
0: he's been on behind the smoke and his he, story with he, flagship yeah. and what they've done once you told me that you were launching this festival i i didn't know if you two knew each other but i knew that you would you would, you would find each other, and you, you would be doing significant work. I
1: love that guy. We're doing a big press event next Thursday, um, and it's a cool event. We're inviting all the press to come out, and we're going to all get on for a lunch that Brad's hosting, and he's hosting the ride, and we're literally heading down to um, doing the actual water taxi route, and um, so the press can see it and get B-roll of it, because it's still explaining that to people. It's hard to understand. Like, What festival has a fucking water taxi? Yeah. Well, none that I really know of, but ours does, and it's what makes it unique and different. Along with, uh, you know, seven plus stages and 130, you know, 130 different bands that are going to be there, it makes it unique and different, and it makes it Southern California, and it makes it so San Diego, and the end of November, and and so that to me is special. And then it's getting people to understand that vision, and I just got to get you there, kind of like you and I talk about a hockey game. If I can get you to a hockey game, you're coming back, sure, because you love it. Well, even more so in this case, if I can get you to come out to this festival and you see all these different stages and you're doing water taxis and going in and out, enjoying the gas lamp, coming in and seeing all these different bands, water taxi, art activation, food activations, I don't think there's a better venue that you can line up. And venues matter at the end of the day because you can't just go only for the talent. If I'm just going for three hours just for the same acts that you always see, even if they're big names or not, you're going to a concert. You're really not going to a festival. We want this to be experiential from the start to the finish.
0: Why? Why is experiential so important?
1: Look outside. You see the the uh, fog cleared. Look at this. That should be on my experiential. Yeah, that's
0: experiential right that's there. Right. right.
1: Seriously.
0: Right here on the Poseidon there's, there's on, a great at Del Mar.
1: It was completely fogged out uh, five minutes ago, and so I would say, what was your experience here? When I look at it, like, oh, We're at the Poseidon. It's cool. It's I know it's nice out there. Fog lifts and that's experiential. That, it's moving, you can feel it. There's surfers right there. You can and smell so, it. You can smell it. You can hear it. So if I just go into a fairgrounds or a stadium or whatever, um, I feel like you got boundaries yeah. and uh, you're doing more of the same. Um, what we want you to do is to be able to go in and out of these different spots and ultimately enjoy those enjoy them for time and discover new music that's the other thing like i want you when you get done coming after this year in a couple weeks i'm hoping that you come back to me and say here's what i loved here's a couple things that i you know that you could make better and what i think you'll tell me is ernie i showed up at noon on saturday and i showed up at noon on sunday because i knew i didn't wasn't stuck in that venue all day And let me tell you about two or three bands that I discovered at Wonderfront that are on my playlist that I'm now totally involved with and I can't wait to see. And some of them are just blowing up a year later or whatever, and you were there and you saw them and you, and and that, I mean, isn't that the joy of discovering music? And, And, but we don't, I just feel like unless you're 25 and you're my kid's age or whatever, and you're willing to camp out and go for 10 hours a day, which is not realistic for you and I, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but
0: <laughs> no, that's not. It's not that's realistic not me.
1: for me. <laughs> um, so you're not ever gonna you're gonna show up at six and you're gonna leave at nine thirty or ten like I am, and you're really not. you everybody you're seen, you've heard of or you've seen at some point. And that's cool. It can be some really cool acts, but you're not discovering anything. And uh, we want that to be part of the experience. And it's harder to explain to people that are older. Uh, when I say older, that's, you know, I'm 52. I guess I, I would fall You're in that. You're a young man. Well, I would fall in that category. A lot of people are going, geez, I don't know, you know, three quarters of the bands that are on this. I'm like, yeah. Well, so why would I go? Well, tell me about the bands that you do know, and then let me fucking explain the experience that I'm looking for you to get when you do that booze cruise, or when you go in and out, or you join your buddy at Barley Mash, or whatever, in between, or go get a steak dinner, and then come in and out, and you see... You actually show up and see Don Omar on the Latin stage and go, fuck, I didn't know that Rocking. guy was so good. Or yeah. Nicky Jam. And you actually push yourself a little bit and say, I actually discover some new shit at this that's really cool. Yeah, That's part of the music experience. Because at the end of the day, we all agree and disagree on different things. But what we all do agree is, at some point, is on music. Music brings people together. And that's what we're doing with this festival. And that's why we got an all Latin stage uh, we didn't do it to check the inclusive box or to say, oh my gosh, look at these white guys that are, you know, whatever, like, I love so much of the music. I mean, and, and one of my favorite groups in the world is Mana, when yep. they came in 93, did one of their first shows at the arena. I got to be friends with the band and still am, and there's so much good Latin and Hispanic music that, that is wonderful. And it's 32% of our population in San Diego. If you don't like that, you should probably leave San Diego and go somewhere else. Probably. I love it. And I think it's cool and what makes us different. And this is everybody's festival. And it's it's, um, it's that culture. It's the Latin Hispanic culture. It's, it's their festival. It's a festival for Tijuana to come up and be part of us, to be inclusive. Come on over and enjoy this. This is everybody's festival. And next year, probably add some country and then we'll cover all the genres and uh, but explaining that and getting people to understand all that and all the stages uh it's always a challenge and so literally this goes all the way up until the last couple days and you've got uh san diego which is a late buying market anyways and um so i'm super pumped can't work any harder on this thing and i'm very appreciative of the friendships and the people like yourself that are always you know watching what I'm doing or others are doing and Acknowledging where you think that's important or where there's cool things involved. There's so many underprivileged charities that are are getting, you know For disadvantaged groups some free tickets to this festival too, which is awesome They'd never have a chance to see something like this. I'm super excited for all of those groups Um, And I'm super excited for the tourism Bureau and, and Joe Jersey and his group that have supported us and the and the and the port and all of our sponsors that have taken a chance with us the first year and people like yourself I uh, just trust me come out and see this festival and you're gonna love it you're gonna fall in love with it and ticket prices are only seventy nine dollars for a Friday ninety nine for a Saturday or a Sunday and only two hundred and thirty nine dollars for a three day pass so it's a smoking deal when you compare it to other
0: festivals, and um, I just got to get you there. I'm pretty confident when we get you there, you're going to be in really good shape. I think it's something that's exciting. I heard you with Chris Cantori, who's a good friend and was on Behind the Smoke and did an incredible interview with you on on his You podcast, uh, talking about it's up to you and Paul to put on something that is envious of the entire industry so that people that are in LA, bands that are emerging bands in LA, they're like, I have to be there because you know in your heart as somebody that's Mr. San Diego himself, no one loves the city like you do. And we all love the city. Yeah. The people that love and bleed San Diego yeah. want the best for San Diego. And you know I was fortunate in college to live in Spain and to be able to travel with my grandfather to incredible places. And one of the things I always remember was postcards. You would go to little shops and postcards, the most beautiful thing you could put on the postcard from that city. And what I always loved about San Diego is there's so many different things that we could put on a postcard because our city is so beautiful. But you need that event to actually propel that tourism, that extra tourism, plus getting people that are even downtown that haven't been to the Wonderfront, that have been to the water to come down there. I mean, we have this beautiful Coronado Bridge, and how many photos do you see of the bridge? Not many anymore, but you're gonna have these aerial footage of these incredible acts playing right there on the water. Yeah, I
1: mean, I I, uh, I see the vision on this one, and I've seen it, I saw it five years ago, and it doesn't make it any easier. You can have the vision
0: <laughs> all day long. You mean it's not easy putting on a festival? No, it's about the most stressful thing. <laughs>
1: But, but every day that I get, you know, it's been 17 and 18 hour work days. And every day that I wake up where I feel tired or, or kind of beaten up for a second, I, uh, I feel in the afternoon at times, like I feel right now where I just get a second and a third wind and I just become so grateful and so thankful, uh, for this opportunity that I've been given. I feel like there's a, I feel like I'm in the right place at the right time to be able to do this and, and pull it off for the city. And, and I say that for the city because this is designed to happen first and foremost for the city. I've got investors that believe in me and Paul, including ourself. Um And this is for San Diego by San Diego. It's, you know, it's Rob Machado and Tony Hawk and Trevor Hoffman that have put their names behind this. Um, their names are worth a lot more than what this festival may mean to all of us financially then, because they've worked their whole life on their names. And it's something I don't take for granted at all. And, and they're all really good friends. So I take it extra personally. And, and, uh, and at the same time, they believe in the vision that we have for this. They want to see this be a better city. Music brings everybody together. Um, I'm telling you, these iconic stages as they go It's unbelievable, Uh, and Paul is so incredible at putting this on, and the the team that we have, the operational team, I think is incredible. They do Palooza and a bunch of the other big festivals. I just feel like it's the right time. I feel like it's the right place. I feel like it's a time that San Diego needs a win, Um, and I feel like uh, I'm just lucky enough uh, and created enough luck by hard work to be in the right place at the right time with enough of the relationships over the last 30 years to pull the right people together to 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 pull this off and create a new legacy for San Diego that I truly believe when we're sitting here in three and four years we're going wow I I, I can't believe we're doing 50 60 thousand people over this weekend and it's it's you know it's our Coachella it's it's big those are my that's my vision and. You know who knows five years from now, maybe it's doing a hundred thousand people or five years from now, maybe it's not happening. I don't know we'll, only time will tell, but I like I, I'd bet on me that, I, that's
0: part of creating something from scratch.
1: I would bet on me and I would bet on our team um, to ultimately you know want to do something really you know cool at the end of the day and so Um, It's pretty special
0: how long did street scene last because street scene is something that I've heard you bring up multiple times and having grown up in San Diego I was able to Experience street scene and it was one of my first introductions into Understanding what live music is It's
1: funny cuz Rob Hagee we're gonna have Rob Hagee out uh, as our guest uh, for the weekend as as a thank you and um, You know he Rob also went, you know, it's funny, We I think we spoke at the same career day one year at, at La Jolla Country Day. Oh, wow. Because we both went to La Jolla Country Day, and he was speaking, I think it was his 1999, he was speaking about um, his festival. And at the same time, we were talking about, uh, I was talking about the arena. I think it was the GM in 99, and um, yeah, it was pretty cool. So it, it fast forward, I think it was, it was 84 to 2004, kind of the heyday, maybe 2006 might have been the last, last year, but there was a good 20 year run and it was unique and it was different and it was special. And, and, uh, at the end of the day, it was just one of those things where, um, they ran out of real estate and when they changed the location at the end of the day, location was everything, you know, the downtown was the secret sauce and, there's no doubt that we have the right location, the downtown and there's no doubt on top of that, that being on the water with the water activation and going in and out of the gas lamp to me is it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Actually, I I don't I, I'm biased, but I don't don't think I don't
0: think there's a better location for a festival for for somebody that loves sports and entertainment and attends as much as I possibly can and gets involved as much as can, I can't think of any major event where you're allowed to come in and leave. Honestly, I can't.
1: It's a different model, and it's a, it's a model where you know that you're going to be making less on your concessions in the end, and you know time will prove this up or, or prove it down, but it's part of the experience. Like It's part of the experience. I was telling you, like if you didn't know half of those bands, but you had an incredible experience on the water, you had incredible experience in the gas lamp, you had an incredible experience staying downtown San Diego and walking everywhere and experiencing things... That's the experiential. The band is important, but it's just part of the deal. And and unfortunately, for the most part, I feel like the bands are the majority, if not the deal, in why you choose to go to a festival at the end of the day. Okay, I'm gonna see Beyonce and I'll go and I might only want one or two other acts that I can get through, but I'm gonna see Beyonce. Well. You're going to see, see Beyoncé for 70 minutes at a, at a festival and you're going to see her for two and a half hours if it's her regular tour. So, you know, end of the day, uh, it's got to be, you know, it's got to be that one and one is three to me. It's got to be the experience. And uh, and you don't know what you don't know at the end of the day. Who's to, know, who's to say that you don't fucking know half of those bands at the end of the day by the time you're done with them? At some point, you had to hear of a band. At some point, you didn't wake up one day and go, "I love the Rolling Stones." You may have liked them over time, mm-hmm. but there was a first time you heard the Rolling Stones. Yep. And it could have been my dad when he was young. Could have be. Could have been me and my. You know, I discovered the Rolling Stones probably when I was sixteen or seventeen. Well, they had been around for a while prior to that. So discovery is a unique thing, and. Um, when I, I love when people say well there's not a band there that I, w- that I really know or I'd like to see it's you know there's a ton of local bands but like there's a ton of big bands when I look at like Ben Harper or Slightly Stupid or MGMT or Pennywise or Thievery or Ex-Ambassador Migos yeah. or Miguel um, like Mike Dimitri Vegas like, like I mean I can go on Michael Franti Walk the Moon Fanagram. Um, tribal Seeds, Common Kings. I mean, I didn't know a lot of these bands when I started. I know most of them now. If you go to our Spotify list, you know, go to our Spotify Wonderfront list, like, pretty fun to discover some new bands and listen to them. You go, oh, I like that. I never heard that. Moon Taxi. I've brought them up before. I'm definitely going to have to meet the people at Moon Taxi because I've been pumping them up for months. <laughs> and it has nothing to do other than I didn't know who Moon Taxi was prior to this. Really? And then when I was going through and kind of creating the Spotify list, and I went to Moon Taxi, I went down, and I go, oh, I've heard this song before. And then I went down to their second song, oh, I I've heard this song, too. And then I went down to the third, fourth, and fifth, and I said, I haven't heard these, but I like their music. This is really cool music. Well, Moon Taxi's now on a bunch of my playlists, and that's, a, that's
0: one that I've discovered at the end of the day that ends up being like a killer a th- I think the Spotify list is definitely one of the coolest digital assets that I've ever seen for a festival. Right, pretty cool. When I went on your website and I saw you guys had created the Spotify list of emerging artists and then the big artists, this is incredible for somebody that's going to go to the festival to learn the music before you get there.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, when they say, well, I I don't know those bands, I don't like those bands. And all of a sudden somebody might go, dude, I actually, there's 10 bands I listen to that I'm kind of fired up to hear about or listen to. That's what I look for, right? So I know I like the sound of Moon Taxi. I can't wait to see Moon Taxi in action and go, how do they perform, what does it look like? Um, so that's what I look, look for and at the end of the day. Um, I think that's what everybody else should look for. And then but while you're doing that and you're sitting at North Embarcadero and you're you know, drinking an ice cold beer, and there's all these activations that are going on, and you look in the bay and there goes a destroyer or an aircraft carrier right by you. Incredible. Or a guy on an electric foil, or maybe it's Rob Machado behind a Mastercraft with Donovan Frankenrider scurfing in the bay. Like, the options are fucking endless. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I call that texture. People at the arena, you've had Chris on before. When I'm talking about events and we want to do something cool for the acts or whatever, or we do it at our caddy hack golf event. Or if I got somebody running, a, a gopher running behind a tree and kicking your ball off the tee and then running around, like I call that texture. What are the events within the events that make them great? So we know that MGMT is gonna play. We know that tribal seeds and thievery and Bob Moses are all coming to play. We expect they're gonna put on a good show. They're getting paid a lot of money to do what they do. Mm-hmm. But what are the other things that are happening around it, the art, installations and activations and not just all in one spot like different art zones that you can go and watch different artists doing live arts you know and works that are unique and different and how do you watch those progress you know what what are the different food options and and uh, zones that you can go and see there and then the music and then the stuff that's just happening there We're, we're partnered up with uh I think it's Swoop. I always get it wrong, it's Swoop or Scoop. I think it's Swoop. Paul, and my partner, will kill me for missing that one. But <laughs> But they were here last year and it's the best skydivers in the world. And they skydive down right above the bay and then they're coming down and then they pull the, pull the cord right before they hit. And they're coming in like at 40 miles an hour and they pull their chute and they literally skim across the water and do like tricks on the water as they're- Really? And then end up on a platform. Well, that's going to be happening all weekend during the festival. So imagine you're now sitting down at the Latin stage or whatever, and you're watching Don Omar or you're watching, you know, Zion Lennox, And there there's all these people like skydiving right in front of you and swooping on the water and doing all this crazy stuff. And, you know, I'm watching Don Omar. I'm seeing that happen. Like the, the sights and the sounds, the texture is really cool. You don't, you just don't get that in other places. We want you to feel, I want you to feel like overloaded with sensory overload going, fuck, this is really cool. The band was cool, that was important. The location was cool, that was important. The activation around it and the experiential was super cool. That, those three things together make the experience. So at the end, I'm not just going, how was Kings of Leon or Dave Matthews and asking about that. Because that's almost a discredit to the actual festival in the end. How was Wonderfront? Oh, let me tell you about this. I saw the Swoop guys. I saw this going on. I saw the art exhibition. Oh, by the way, Michael Fronti blew my mind.
0: Well, I'm, even, even better than that, the world that we live in, the internet tells everybody else. It's real time. People are on their phones, on Snapchat, on TikTok, on guys, Instagram, telling everybody else, you have to be here. You that's have to be I'm here. That's why I'm pretty sure if
1: you miss it on Friday night, You're going to be getting FOMO. You're going to be hearing from all your friends Friday
0: night, like, get here Saturday, get here Sunday. It's on. Tell me about the activation with Tony Hawk, because I think that's probably one of the coolest things that I've heard in a long time. Yeah, right? I mean, it's like Tony's
1: a local hero, and Tony's a partner in this. And Tony said, I want to partner in this, and I'll come in, and I'll bring my Huck Jams, you know, ramp into this. I haven't dusted it off in 12 years, and I'm going to bring the best vert skate guys in the world. And... uh, what if we do uh, an hour exhibition each day that i'm involved with i go rad and, he, <laughs> and then i'm like i love that i mean the boom boom Jan tour Dude, was
0: unbelievable was
1: in my building a couple times I, it toured the yeah. nation and then paul to his credit goes well tony let's like let's talk music and tony goes i'd love to have a music activation around it and 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 uh, paul goes i agree you know it's the sports sports and music combo that Paul perfected with the Jeep tour of uh, skiing that he did prior to the 2010 Olympics, where it was music and skiing, and skiing was doing like 5,000 people come watch it. Paul brings in a bunch of these bands like Pennywise and all, stuff. And all of a sudden there's 25,000 people there, and people are going crazy. A one and one is three. Same concept here. So yeah, it ends up being X, The Vandals, Suicidal Tendencies, and Pennywise. Unbelievable. One of them plays... Then the hot huck jam happens with local DJ DJ Z Trip out of Encinitas. He's playing while they're doing all the high flying jumps and all that. And and then end of the day, uh, one of the one of the punk bands afterwards. So that happens Saturday and Sunday. And
0: uh,
1: hell, that's that's worth ninety nine dollars alone on one of those days if I'm going to do it. And 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 then Rob Machado, another one of our ambassadors. He got together. We're showing his movie. His new movie that just came out, I think it's Fire on the Mountain. If I got that wrong, I apologize, Rob. Um, I haven't seen it yet, so uh, I'm super excited to see it at our festival. But it's him and skiing and snowboarding to all Grateful Dead music narrated by Bill Walton, San Diego's own. Amazing. And uh, Bill's gonna be out of town for our festival, otherwise he'd be there. Um, And they're gonna be showing that, and then Rob and his guys, he'll have probably the guys from from Pepper and probably Miles from slightly stupid jump in and all sorts. You know, the question is who's he going to have? You're going to have to be there that day to see who it is. It's Rob Machado and friends, and they're going to be doing all Grateful Dead covers with his movie playing in the background. So that's super rad and super cool. And and Rob's got a water station that's out there for to refill your bottles and um, a bit of the um, the eco version of what we're looking at. And and then Trevor. Trevor's going to be out there. We're still figuring out with Trevor what exactly um, he wants to do. He wants to you know, be part of it and greet fans and um, be part of it. And um, So, yeah, I feel very blessed that those three are involved with it. And the Huck Jam is just one of the many cool different things. It's like there's so many different events
0: within the events at the festival. What about San Diego's a military town. What are you doing for veterans?
1: So... There is a military discount on all tickets. Uh, So when you go to wonderfrontfestival.com, that's there. So the veterans, we got a really cool event that ends Sunday night called Guitar Legends 3. And it's the kind of the one act that I would say skews older, me, my dad, your dad, like whoever, like like whatever you want it to be at the end of the day. Um, And so we partnered up with uh, Bob Oaken and, and a good friend of ours, Mart, Martin, and they've done this Guitar Legends one and two, and they talked to me about it. I said, you should bring that out, and let's be that, have that be the headliner for you know night three on the pop rock reggae stage. It's a fundraiser for America Salutes You, which is a veterans-based charity, and they've done it twice before, and it's super cool, and so, it's, it's uh, kind of based with Kenny Ar- Aronoff, Arnoff excuse me, and his all-star band. And then it's Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. It's Steve Lukather from Toto. It's Warren Haynes from Government Mule and Allman Brothers. And it's George Thorogood and Nancy Wilson from Heart. And these are all rock and roll like Hall of Famers. And they come together, they'll play a couple songs on their own different duets, and then just a full-on jam band at the end. It's being filmed live um, there on the spot, but it's being canned on the WB. Wow, and, really? And gonna be broadcast nationally probably in December. So think about, cool. think about this cool event, this 60 or 90-minute special that's gonna be broadcast to the world, and it's gonna be Guitar Legends three from Wonderfront. And so it becomes an incredible marketing arm for us you know, all 4K cameras and drones, and imagine the footage we're gonna get out of Amazing. that. At North Embarcadero on a beautiful, you know, Sunday night, the 24th. So, very different, nobody's doing that, and it's also a little bit of a tribute to what used to happen at Street Scene, because Street Scene used to have something called the Hendrix Experience, and they'd have kind of ripping guitarists come down. This is kind of our version for it. I expect this to really expand, and what you would see even next year is, um, some others like a Santana or somebody and then and then the younger generation it could be a Post Malone it could be a Nick Jonas that love playing guitar but to be able to play with an icon like where else would they get a chance to do that so it's a mutual admiration society we want to create something really cool uh, a safe place for these guys to come in and just jam and really enjoy and appreciate each other
0: and you're creating a unique experience with obviously with flagship too with these yachts where these bands literally the green room is on the san diego bay i mean that's fucking incredible i mean where where else can you do that
1: if i'm a band and i'm in a green room and i'm on a (laughs) a floating yacht that's hosted and sitting there and then you know a pontoon boat comes up and picks me up and takes me to my stage or whatever i think it's pretty like once again i haven't seen all the festivals pretty sure most festivals don't have that you know these guys are you know cooked away in a in a tent where they're sweating it out somewhere else before right. they got to go in. To be on the bay and be able to kind of cruise around until they go. Unique and different. We want the artists to feel special at the end of the day and go, wow, this was a different festival. Not to mention San Diego where we stayed and we did the after parties and did the before cruises on the bay or whatever. We just walked on the boardwalk. But I think that's a unique activation. and. I think all of our activations are going to be like that special and different and um creating something different to me is uh that's the important part Uh, the normal regular festival experience plenty of that already is happening so I, i
0: think one thing i do want you to talk about especially as somebody that's a certified facilities executive somebody that's spent his life in entertainment is explaining the economics of why Why are we moving towards festivals as opposed to what we've done in the past? And how does it help actually the end user come at a cheaper price to enjoy more music?
1: Well, I guess I would start and tell you that if you're looking for any form of rest, relaxation, peace of mind, not worrying, arms back in a lazy boy chair part of the time, don't start a festival.
0: <laughs> don't start. A, don't get in the festival business. Don't get in the festival business. <laughs> event business. No. It's not
1: not for everybody. <laughs> the event business, even, but the festival business. The fact that you're building a small town, yeah, for a week, and you're assembling and then disassembling that quickly.
0: Well, do you, uh, you can you can steal this when when we do our amateur barbecue contest. And we have twenty amateur barbecue teams. I tell people that I'm running. 20 weddings at the same time yeah. and you have how many different bands like how, many running, different vendors, running, how many different bands how many different spots? we're running 130 <laughs> weddings
1: uh, uh, along <laughs> along 10 different locations uh, with all sorts of activations Correct. and spots and, and it's you know what if it was easy everybody would do it and you've True. seen with the fire fest and other people that's the thing a lot of people have been waiting from the get go going is this going to be another fire fest is this really happening yeah you ja
0: rule right like, off the top like,
1: like <laughs> is this happening or whatever and like so unfortunately, there's you know Woodstock 50 went down, John Reese went down. Uh, I mean, Woodstock
0: Fire was, Festival. Woodstock was 50 years ago.
1: Yeah, and they had a Woodstock 50 festival that was supposed to happen this year. They canceled. Oh really? So because it
0: takes it, it a, takes expertise. Well,
1: that, yeah, and it takes a lot of money, and it takes a lot of dedication. And at the end of the day, you got to be pot committed on this thing to make it. And work. And you need
0: partners pot committed. And you need. Partners. You Need the port Pot committee. And you you need, need a San vision. Diego tourism district. All of them. All they've of them. all
1: been, they've all been great. And then we took a weekend specifically that is the slowest weekend. So whether you're the Gaslamp Association or whether you're uh, every bar, restaurant, and, and isn't, a hotel, isn't that the
0: magic that you've created something that is really a gift back to San Diego and to the attendees? Because you can come into this event for one day. How much is a one day ticket?
1: Uh, it's only $79 on, on, on and Friday. And it's only 99 on Saturday or Sunday. Every other festival, you have to go for all three,
0: day, all three days and yes. live in the desert.
1: Yeah. <laughs> with, a bandana, <laughs> with a bandana while you're choking down some dust. Um, so my, my point is, in, in Coachella is like the gold standard. People love it. They go up there. They do 150,000 people a day or 125. Um, this first year, we're capping it at 30,000 people a day. We want it to be a great experience. We want to bring everybody together. like That's why we added the Latin stages and why we'll add country. It's like this is a festival for San Diego by San Diego. And I can't stress that enough. It, I want it to feel deep in your core and special to you. If you love San Diego, we're trying to put this festival on for you. Um, these are huge financial undertakings and they take a long time to get where they need to go. Um, and that's not... You know, that's not the initial look at this thing. Of course, you got investors and investors that put money, want to make money over time, right? Nobody says, oh, can I put money into a festival and I plan on losing all of it? <laughs> Correct. And, can, and can I do it again? Correct. But there's a bandwidth on this that you have to look at. You've got to be pot committed. You've got to put down the base. You literally got to lay your balls on the griddle and you got to go. And you just, and the way I feel about this city and the way I feel about so many people, people and relationships I love the city and there's so many good people that are really good at different things I think Paul and I are really good at what we do in the event space I think we're really good with the relationships around the event space and putting these things on and we're far from perfect but I think we're really fucking good and and if we tell you we're gonna do something we're gonna do it And if we shake your hand we're gonna tell you to do it we're gonna do it and so I just, I get a lot of that from my grandpa, I get a lot of that from my dad. And um, I'm thankful that I've had them as mentors and I try to pass that on to my kids and my two boys and my daughter. And they're all excited about this festival. So this is the legacy that we're trying to leave and start. And man, it is so hard. And at the end of the day, I'm still so absolutely fired up at the end of the day. Like when I got nothing left and it's like a 17 hour day and I'm just beat. And I go to sleep and I kind of wake up my necks, you know, everything like, I'm like, fuck, I'm excited. I'm like, if I'm that excited about what I know is happening and all of these people that probably don't quite understand everything that we're doing are kind of getting excited and figuring out, I'm excited that they get a chance to discover Wonderfront Festival, in addition to all the bands. And I'm confident enough at the end of the day that that discovery will lead to great things over time. And we can build this thing together and, and all of San Diego can grow with Wonderfront and, and can feel proud about it. I want you to feel about Wonderfront. I told you this before, how you feel about your chargers. I want you to feel about your Wonderfront festival, that this is your hometown franchise that loves you, that you love, that you want to wear the colors of, and you can't wait every year to discover something new because you know you're on the best location for a festival that exists. That's what I want you to feel. And uh, we won't stop until we get you all feeling that way and you want to wear the colors and you want to just go, this is our festival first, San Diego's festival, and then the rest of the world can you know, join in after.
0: And what does it mean to launch this festival in year two hundred and two hundred
1: and fifty what does that mean i mean i think it's awesome i mean i think one of the things we did with this festival to be inclusive for all and including tickets that we can send out to different charities and you know disadvantaged groups that would never have a chance to come is you know paul and i signed up early on back it seems like forever you know back last december maybe november we signed up for this uh ray carpenter put this sd 250 committee together all pro bono to put our time and effort into it, and, we, and Paul and I said, "Let's help. Let's help create something cool." So, kind of the last official event of the SD two hundred and fifty campaign is Wonderfront. and what does SD two hundred and fifty mean? San Diego two hundred and fifty is, 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 you know, two hundred and fifty th- years. Two hundred and fifty years, and a lot of people don't know. And if you if you didn't know this before. Um, You should know this as a San Diegan or living in San Diego, that San Diego is the birthplace of California. We are the oldest city. I'm sure that Los Angeles would say they are, and I'm (laughs) positive that San Francisco would say they are for sure. But they're not. Sorry, guys. This is the birthplace of California. And so we, we celebrate that this year. This will be the, and we've got some free stages and activations at Roku Park during the day. Cool. Brought to you by Univision. Radio and introvision and others and iHeart that during the day you can come and watch some free bands. And even there's a there, part of the Tony Hawk, some of the skaters are doing a free exhibition very cool. uh, at the point. So it's something for everybody. We want everybody coming down to the gas lamp, everybody coming down to the waterfront and the port to enjoy what's the best. Because the port would tell you the Wonderfront, as they're also naming it, that's how we got the name, is for everybody. It's for all San Diegans. It's for you know Sean and Ernie that may have not been there for a while, it's for others that are from out of town that have never seen it, discover the Wonderfront. And so that's part of our discovery too with this festival is discover the Wonderfront, discover these acts, discover all these installations, discover the after parties, discover the pre-parties, like discover Tony Hawk, discover Rob Machado, discover the sports bar and the silent disco in, in, in Broadway Pier, you know? Discover taking the trolley or the coaster right to Santa Fe Depot on Broadway and walking two blocks into the festival. Take take the mass transit. Or Uber down, check into your hotel room and walk everywhere because you're a 10-minute walk to all of the stages. And you get tired, go back and take a nap. You know, you're cold, go back and get your jacket. You can go in and out discover San Diego is part of this. And that's our commitment. So Discovery, you'll hear Paul talk about it's a music lover's festival. Mine really comes down to a lot of that gets to discovery, which is the same thing. And, you know, tons to discover. Come back and discover this, you know, beautiful city that we call home. And when you're sitting here like we are on a Friday afternoon, I'm looking at some of the waves roll by. It's, God, it's just fucking gorgeous. And we're going to get a sunset here and drinking a cold beer. You're not,
0: you're even, you said how many years? uh, Seven years sober. I love it. My sister is twenty.
1: Gonna mess this up. I think she's 27. She got a wow. 27-year token. Good changed her. her life. Amazing. Uh, a good friend of mine, Tim Him Street. I saw him last night. He's like 220 days. Good for him. It's lost amazing. like 40 pounds. Changed his life. So, uh, you know. Well, I mean, so it's, it's just, you know, it's,
0: it's just the fact that you chose this restaurant today, with all the fog, and you know, we had to get over here and. The fact that the owner, Tom, was here, you know, I got to say I hello. I got to say hello I, to him.
1: And I didn't even think about it. Like I'm like, come here, we'll just go out, <laughs> go, go out on the deck. And then I walk in here and it's like a major studio. I'm like,
0: holy fuck. Well this there's is no video, way. This he, is the video podcast. There's this is no how blue entertainment rolls. Yeah, this there's
1: no way he pulled this off. I come like, in here, like, oh yeah, we talked to the owner, and it's like and now we get the best of both worlds we're set up on the upper deck at beside well hats off to tom and, and the whole crew tom, and tom,
0: you know. tom and he was telling me his you know his father started this place and you know he his father's a greek immigrant and you know he uh, just passed away last year and you know i told him that my grandfather he raised me and he passed away when the year I opened up Cali Comfort. Amazing story. You told me that story. It's amazing. I I brought my grandfather here. There were times when he was getting older and we would come and watch the waves here in this in this actual restaurant. How ironic because
1: I'm not not here a ton. No. And when you said meet in Del Mar, I said, we've just got a great view where we can go where I can have a beer and just relax at the end of the day. So it's apropos that there Uh, actually is special significance
0: for you being here. And and then I go and I read his article on the wall and his his father who came here came because his brother was here living in spring valley (laughs) which is where our restaurant is it was meant to be we were supposed to be here by the waves there's been a lot of signs
1: i'm just telling you there's been a lot of signs during the whole wonderfront stuff like this that and every time i feel like it's my grandpa talking to me uh, and and just little things like that it's
0: generational but I, i hear little things like that like
1: that's more than a coincidence. That's yeah. pretty freaking cool, and it's unique to what we love about San Diego, and um, it's awesome. I mean, just it's the fact that they let us set up here, and we got our whole upper deck, and you know, we're just gonna see a beautiful sunset. And I'm gonna was,
0: come back in January and interview Tom and learn about the family's right? I history love because that. That, he loved that, that, I mean that's right? di- that's digital hospitality. That's, I mean that's the world that we're living in is online, offline, but it, it's it's the people. It's the face-to-face. And Ernie, I, I can't thank you enough just as a friend but also as a leader for what you and Paul are doing. Um, I know what kind of a risk it is because I do it on such a minute scale, but to pull off what you guys are doing, I have seen the people that are getting involved and the people that you've got to buy in, and I know it's going to be successful. And I know that there's going to be people kicking down your doors to activate next year yeah. because they want in. And that makes me excited as a San Diegan. Yeah,
1: well, it means a lot coming from you. And, uh, yeah, for everybody out there, it's just, uh, it's it's a labor of love. And you can go check it all out at wonderfrontfestival.com. Um, got the site maps there. The activations are there. It tells you all about it. You can discover new things. And, and you guys uh, have an app coming out? We have an app that will be out in the next couple days, really too. Cool. So the app will be out, like, probably 10 days. I would guess the, the app's... Middle of next week. Great, um, that's exciting. Like my daughter was calling me yesterday. She said, "Dad, is the app out?" i <laughs> Me and my friends are all, you know, geeked it's, up. It's for awesome. These. And um, yeah, so it's, uh, you know what. It's been uh, the most exciting and terrifying thing I've done in my life. I mean, I, it really is. Like I'm, It's your next baby. Uh, it is. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm giving birth to quadruplets, <laughs> And I have no idea what that feels like, but I, this is about as close, I think, as I can feel like it. And um, I am. I am so motivated and excited and so terrified at the same time because there's so much to do. Um, but we got a really good team a team that loves each other that cares for each other and uh most importantly just loves and has the vision and passion for what we want to do for the city and i just can't emphasize enough this is for san diego by san diego and if you're listening to this you know exactly what i'm talking about you know exactly what that means whether you're filipino hispanic you know anglo or whatever it doesn't matter if san diego is your hometown and you love this place and you feel san diego That's what I want you to feel With this festival I want you to feel That that's That's what we're pushing for And we're not going to be perfect The first year Or even the second year Or the third year But I think it's going to be Pretty damn good And I think you're really Going to like it And uh, And we'll keep making it better But You know Get your gear Rock it And just be ready To just Love something special And And I just I appreciate your support On this And ultimately uh, You know in 16 or 17 days i'm gonna get get a little sleep but prior to that <laughs> there won't be much sleep going into it it's uh, there's a lot of details and stuff to lock down to get
0: get ready well thank you for your time we uh we're fired up to see how it turns out and uh document everything so i love it keep keep, keep grinding Ernie. all right thanks for yeah, having full me, support man cheers thank you for listening and learning with digital hospitality this week's episode was sponsored by the wonderfront festival taking place november 22nd through the 24th in downtown san diego Buy single day or weekend passes online at wonderfrontfestival.com and follow at wonderfrontfest on social media do you want to be a sponsor of the show how can we help grow your business online email us at podcast at cali and let's talk next week's episode on digital hospitality we take a behind the scenes look at the spring valley tailgate and barbecue festival this special episode features our 10th annual event with my former co-host derek marceau live from the main stage and we were joined by Corey wagner the original producer of behind the smoke to talk about how to properly market a live event. Hope you check out next week's episode.